Hi, Merlin. My name is Chai Fitzroy. I'm the CEO of Bradahead Lithium. Bradahead is a UK, US and TSXV listed Lithium Explorer with projects in Arizona, Nevada. Our two flagship projects are our San Domingo Pegmatite District in Arizona and our Basin Project, which is a Lithium UK project in Arizona also. Charles, good to see you. Thank you for the introduction. It's been a long time since you've been on Crux. It's been about a year. Um, the market has been tough, tough, tough right across the resources sector. And um, uh, although lithium companies have fared better than base metal and gold companies, it's also been tough uh, for uh, lithium companies as well. Um, a couple of weeks ago, in fact, it was probably just last week, uh, you published an open letter to shareholders kind of talking about the position of the company. You spoke about some of the headwinds. You spoke about some of the opportunities um, and the position of the company. And uh, today I'd like to kind of just talk through that letter and to kind of talk about some of the bigger themes that um, you raised uh, in that letter. Um, but it looks to me as if you're not in your usual uh, place. In, 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 in the, in your, um, where are you taking this interview from? I'm in London currently. Uh, just up there for a couple of weeks over in August. Excellent. Good. Well, um, London, a fine place to be. <laughs> Perhaps kind of the, one of the, I, I know it's not dealt with immediately in your um, in your open letter, but one of the things that jumps out at me is the, the, the auditing um, issue, the fact that you haven't filed your accounts. Um, and there's this kind of, this kind of slightly frightening um, phrase in there, the management cease trade order. Um, could you tell me about what's happening about the, the, the Canadian accounts and um, how this affects the UK accounts? Yes, yeah, I agree. Um, MCTO or management to straight order is definitely quite an aggressive term, um, but it, it's it's just the terminology used to uh, to sort of from the Canadian regulatory point of view to demonstrate that we have got a, a cease trade order whilst we have got a, uh, a, an agreed delay in filing our TSXV accounts. Our AIM accounts are on schedule to be filed on time. TSXV accounts, which required to be filed within 120 days of your financial year end, whilst AIM accounts have a six-month requirement to file. So that's the difference between the two. Um, so it's four months versus six months. And the reason why our TSXV accounts weren't filed on time is because we are changed our auditor. Um, our auditor, which was the Isle of Man, KPMG Isle of Man, were not CPAB authorized. So they weren't authorized to file for a dual-listed company with um, uh, who was listed in Canada also. So we had to find out. CPAB, what's that? Canadian oh, the, Public, it, yeah. Oh, okay. So it's it's yeah. a Canadian, um, yeah. Right. It's just it's authorization to be able to file accounts for a, a TSXV listed company. So we then changed our auditor to PK for Little John. Um, PK for Little John are in the process of um, getting up to speed, and we will be filing our accounts before the AIM deadline, which is towards the end of this month. So we are on track to be able to file our accounts on time. Um, and that's just the difference between the, the TSXV is 120 days after the financial year end. Our financial year end is end of February. It's a bit of an unusual one. And then the AIM accounts are within six months of the financial year end. So that's why we didn't file our TSXV accounts on time. But there's there's nothing nefarious there. And we are on track to get it all filed before the end of the month. Storm in a teacup, nothing to see here, move on. <laughs> Pretty much, yes. Huh. Yeah. Good. Okay, and so um, to, to just in terms of uh, filing the AIM account six months from February, so that takes you to the kind of the, the, in the next couple of weeks you'll be filing your AIM accounts. Correct. Yep, and that will give a that will give an up to date cash 
figure for the company? Will it give the cash position as at the end of February? Correct, yes. Um, and um, a year ago, uh, you mentioned that you had $16.5 million on cash on hand. Um, do, do, do you have to file quarterly uh, cash reports in um, because you're on the um, the TSXV, or are you on the kind of on the aim? So you you only do do it every six months. You're correct there. TSXV is quarterly, um, but with the late filing the TSXV financial year accounts, we will be filing our Q1 accounts very shortly after we do our financial year end accounts. Um, so yeah, we'll have our TSXV Q1 accounts shortly afterwards. Okay, and can you comment on your cash position? Um, can you kind of give me an indication of kind of where the, the treasury sits? Um, well, we, we announced in our uh, presentation earlier this year that at the end of March, we had <clears throat> just under uh, 7 million US in the in the bank. So that's really a good indication of where we were at the end of March, which is obviously after our financial year account ends. Okay, good. And uh, you also talk in your uh, recent uh, correspondence with the market, you've talked about being funded for the for the work program for the remainder of this year. Could you just kind of outline what that uh, work pro program is going to entail? So we have been busy drilling our basin project, which is our 17 square kilometer clay project in Arizona. And <clears throat> we're going to putting a, an updated resource out shortly. Um, so that, that program is coming to end and we'll have an announcement out in the not too distant future, highlighting the finalization of that drill program uh, and also giving an update on when we receive our resource statements come through. So that, that's one, obviously one of the programs which we're talking about. The next program which we're talking about is the uh, phase three drilling program at San Domingo, which is our 31 square kilometer pegmatite district in Arizona. And that second program is kicking off very shortly. This month we'll be drilling. Our, the rig is mobilized and the drilling will be starting very shortly. The first okay. two... Sorry. Yeah, I mean, um, let, let's let's get into um, San Domingo in a bit, but just just on basin, um, it's a clay project, and it, um, in this market, it feels to me that kind of um, clay assets aren't really being valued. Um, uh, is is part of the stimulus for drilling this so that you can book the million tons of lithium um, um, LCE? Um, resource to trigger the royalty payment is, is is that part of the motivation to kind of get that two and a half million dollar royalty payment um, in? Well, that's that is part of the reason, yes. But also, there's many other factors to it. You know, basin we have a belief in um, the two and a half million dollars. Obviously, very helpful in the current market. Um, the million ton resource is is a sort of the number where we can kick off our PEA study because we needed a, a sizable resource in place before we do any economic studies in place and. You know, the beauty of Brad Ahead's split of assets, we have the brines up in Nevada, the clays in Arizona, the pegmatites in Arizona. Um, we have sort of near and medium term the drivers for projects. You know, we have the ability with the pegmatites to be able to get something into production much quicker um, than, say, the clays or the brines, which rely upon developing technology to some extent. The pegmatites are very well understood. The capital costs are lower. The processing is very straightforward. You're making an intermediate product. You're making a 6% roughly spodumene concentrate. Whilst the clays, you're making an end product. So, you know, we are going to be developing the clay project as we go. We're, we're, we're increasing our resources. We're, we're permitting to be able to drill Basin West, West Extension, which is an 11 square kilometer area of the Basin project. And that will 
come through next year, we'll start drilling there next year at some point. But we see San Domingo as the near-term driver for the company. Basin is always going to be there, and we believe in it, and we're doing all the work to make sure it's a, a long-term project. And so I think that hopefully that answers your question. You know, it's not just purely for the royalty payment. It is because we have belief in the project. Okay, well, I mean, at the moment in the market, the the, the mark you may have belief in it, but it doesn't. It doesn't. It's not being reflected in 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 your valuation. Um, um, and I, th- I think one of the key challenges with clay projects is this um, is the lack of um, kind of working examples. The the fact that it hasn't got a a proven pathway with existing clay producers. So in a sense, that will always be a far dated option, um, which, which is, which is reflected in the market, um, in, in your market capitalization. So let's, let's look at, um, San Domingo. You, you said that you, it's, we're on the third phase of drilling. Um, are you about to say what the first two phases of drilling had, um, kind of outlined and kind of it'll inform so, so what can you just tell us what the first two phases found and what you're looking to do with this and um, with the third phase yes so the first two phases kicked off last august so just you know just under a year ago they kicked off really in earnest and that finished earlier this year those first two phases focused on the northern claims block and the central claim block all in uh, blm uh, lands so of federal land this next program is phase three is going to be starting in the northern claim block, then moving on to the central claim block, and then also moving into the state section of our central claim block. So it's more federal and state land. And that's that central state section is uh, the warning star target, which we've shown has historical drill data showing the, the presence of spoilery bearing pavement sites. So we're very excited about that. We're starting up in the north, which is our midnight owl area, where we had our best intercept to date. It was 30, about 32 meters at 1.6% LI2O. So putting that in context for lithium projects around the world, <clears throat> a lot of resources in place in Australia, between 1% and 1.4%. Their cutoff grade's about 0.5%. So it's a very good um, intercept. And the fact this first phase one and phase two programs, we hit mineralization in 60% of the holes is really promising. So we're building upon that, those first two phases of the program. And we've also done follow-up soil geochemistry work, structural mapping, and we've reviewed the geophysical data we have done previously. And all this has led into this desire of this program where we know much more about the area, understand the structure much better. And the soil geochemistry has been phenomenal in helping us identify spodumene outcrops surface, which we, we were not aware of because we've got a huge area. The, the announcement this morning showed that we've, got, we've now identified 387 more occurrences of spodumene surface than previously thought. And the soil geochem has been instrumental to us finding that so we know so much more about the area and this next program is really geared towards delineation of a resource so that's really what we're focusing on a sort of shallow shallow drip sorry um i think one of the key things in a uh in in a lithium pegmatite is, is always about building up tons because these these bodies are um quite blebby you know they're quite irregular in shape and they can be uh narrow and small and i think one of the crucial things in a discovery is building a critical mass where you can actually start to put together a, uh, or find the larger occurrences in a, in a pegmatite swarm. Um, I, I know that your kind of 32 meter intersection was a good, good intersection, but when I was looking through the rest of the numbers, they all seem quite narrow. And when I look at the, the, um, the cross sections, the kind of the, um, idealized or the schematic cross sections that, 
um, you've produced as a company. Quite a lot of these are kind of small dikes, quite narrow and quite thin. I just wondered, have you done a, um, have you got an ability or some kind of uh, exploration tool that helps you target for the the bigger mass or the kind of the larger dimension bodies? It, it, um, because I mean, really, that that's going to be crucial in in an, in a discovery program or an exploration program is to find the the larger volume um, occurrences. Yeah, no, exactly, and that that's really what this program is geared towards. That that's where all the work has gone into since that phase one and phase two. Um, the soil geochemistry helps us understand prospectus areas to you know for focusing drilling around the <clears throat> the ground truthing as well aligns that soil geochemistry with known occurrences. What do you mean? And the structural mapping we've done help us helps us understand from the drilling we've done to date the structure of the pegmatites we have. Um, you know, that 32 meter intercept was found due to us. It was you know we were getting into that phase one program. We were towards phase two and we we were already understanding what was going on and that that intercept was found to the north. Um, you know drilling at sort of 90 degrees to where we were drilling previously because we realised there was a fault and it was actually you know 30 about 25 meters below surface. And there was no showing a surface of that uh, best intercept. So really, that first program, the fact we hit mineralization in sixty percent of the holes, as you noticed, some of them were you know between two to fifteen meters in intercepts. That, that was the first scout program, and this next program is really building upon that first program. We know a lot more, and we are really targeting now delineation of shallow resources, and that's what we're focused towards. We're, we're very much aware of that, and we want to get towards a technical study. And we need a resource in place to do that. And so this next program is targeted on that of that effort is to delineate a shallow resource at our, our San Domingo. And that's the focus of it. Have you got um does do you have geophysics that helps you kind of uh target at depth or is your targeting at depth driven by uh data from drilling? Well actually it's very interesting you say that because we, we did some geophysical work quite early on, so twenty one, twenty two. And we reviewed that geophysical work, cross-referencing it to drill data and soil geochemistry. And the, ge the, the geophysics have been fantastic, especially when we have a pegmatite surface. Because we did a, a mapping program, an aerial mapping program of SRK, which identified over 1,500 pegmatites at surface. And we've seen from the geophysics, we see signal or potentially deeper pegmatites below surface, which overlap and carry on past some of the known pegmatites of the surface. So it's been really a good tool for us. The geochemistry is fantastic because lithium is a very mobile element. And we use the sole geochemistry ratio. We use a lithium cesium rubidium ratio, but cesium rubidium are less mobile elements. And that helps us, that ratio helps us really understand where we should be targeting drilling. <clears throat> so all these things are helping us. Um, Morning Star, for example, is a great is a great example because we have drill data from the 40s and 50s showing that there is spongy barypagmatites below surface without the assay data. And also we have a, an overlap with the geophysics showing that potentially the pegmatites continue to the north and south below ground where we can't see them. So all of these elements we're using together, we're using it in a very sort of technical strategic way to really give this drill program the best possible opportunity for us to develop a resource in play at San Domingo. And that's really what we're doing. Good. Um, what's your what's the scale of the um, what's your drill budget in meters? Um, we're going to allow up to ten thousand meters. Obviously, it is a success driven program, so it, that's that's really going to drive this, um, and that's what we'll focus on. And how long are you planning that program to take? I mean, if ten thousand meters would take you up to where? Um, 
we're allowing up to six months for the whole program um to be finished so um potentially drilling for the the rest of this year and early in, and into early uh 2024 correct yeah um i couldn't help but um go back and watch uh the interview you did a year ago and uh you said the kind of the company is in a really strong place uh, you've got cash and you've got three projects um and the share price has come down significantly since then so um where would you say the company is n now? I mean, I, I, would you be shy of saying that the company is in a strong place again? I think the company has some very prospective projects. Um, and we have belief in all our Brian, Pegmatite and Clay projects. But we've had to make some decisions. We've had to prioritize because the market is not where it is 12 months ago. Yeah, everyone's in a in different position. We are trying to stretch our funds as far as possible. So we prioritized on our Basin project and San Domingo. Um, you know, the company has... A lot of projects these two in itself are company builders and we're focusing on where we see maximum potential for return to shareholders we have a we've got a strong cash balance to be able to do our work programs for this year we've got the royalty payments coming in um and that's what we're focusing on now we're focusing on doing our work getting the message out to the market and hopefully we believe sorry not hopefully we believe that that's going to return to us to a positive share price movement because we have some very strong projects and we've got some big catalysts on the way. We've got the you know the resource coming from our basin project, which we we're, we're targeting a plus one million million ton resource. And San Domingo, you know, it is a pegmatite project in Arizona. There's not many of those about. Having a, a viable U.S. pegmatite project is really important for us, and also for potentially other companies looking at projects and having U.S. pegmatites. If there are companies building spongering conversion facilities in the U.S who will need supply. And we are located in this, the Western US in the burgeoning electric vehicles battery metal supply hub. So we're in a fantastic location. You know, our projects are near infrastructure. Both of them are seven miles off the highway. We have very close by renewable energy sources. And we've got a phenomenal location for all the projects. So I think we're in a strong position as a company strategically. And we're in a bit of a bumpy market right now, but we've got enough cash to be able to push forward our programs and we've well, we've done some cash stretching for the, for the budget and that's the most important thing do you think that ten thousand meters is enough to get you to a resource i i, I mentioned this because i've um i have i i find it hard to drill out resources and i um I, I think it always takes more meters than you think um and to me it's, it still feels as if santa mingas are kind of a, almost at a pre-discovery stage you know in the sense that um You've got some good indications for further exploration, but I, I'm, I'm not sure that you're the, the, the. I'm not sure that it's a discovery yet. You know, I, I once you really start getting consistent, good thicknesses, um, you know, and you're onto some some. Once you can um, hook three or four or five of these bigger pegmatites, then I think that perhaps you could call it kind of a discovery. But it feels still still feels a bit pre-discovery, and to me, it feels a bit early to be calling it a kind of a resource drill out program I mean, d d does that worry i mean how do you think about it well the, the goal of the program is to delineate resource we we have a lot of payment type we have 1500 payment showing a surface and our best intercept is starting at 25 meters um from from surface so we have very a lot of these payment types are pretty shallow um so we, we really don't have to do a huge amount of drilling to get down to potentially where we'd see the the shallow resource Obviously, with San Domingo, we have belief in a 
potential for deeper structures too. But this this program is really focused on on shallow drilling, uh, and that's really where we see the program going forwards. We have some areas where we've got known known occurrences of lithium bearing minerals, and we're going to be ex- drilling extensions of those areas. And that's where we're going to see hopefully resource potential. And then we have areas like Morningstar, where we know there's spodumene bearing permatites going down to depths of 100 meters, which are open as well. And we have the geophysical data there. So we have a huge amount of potential at San Domingo. And all the work we've done has demonstrated the presence of a nine kilometer trend of uh, lithium season tantalum stall mineralization, like you have in the projects in Australia, where we see economic uh, potential. We've now been ground truthing those anomalies, and we're seeing spodumene in areas where we hadn't found previously. So we've we've got that sweet spot of the the right sort of geochemistry, um, the the right lithium bearing minerals, and it appears that our nine kilometer trend is the perfect distance from the host rock to be able to for the spodumene to be present, and that's the key thing for us. We've got the right right geochemistry. Um, it's in the right location in Arizona in the US, and this program is really quite exciting. Yeah, we are. We get it. We are. We're, we're the team, as you can imagine, can't wait to get drilling. We are. We are drilling this. Yeah, we'll be announcing. We'll be drilling very shortly. Good, 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 good. Well, I look forward to seeing the the, the results uh, coming through from that. Um, stepping back from your kind of your projects and looking at the the, the wider market, um, you know, the lithium price. Uh, was eighty five thousand dollars per ton uh, in November. It hit a low of twenty one thousand. It's popped back up to around thirty three thousand. Um, what's your sense of? And I, I know that you're kind of head down in exploration and all that kind of stuff. But um, what's your sense of the kind of the wider market and and where we are in the in in the cycle, please? Yeah, whilst we are head down exploration, we always have to make sure we're aware of the long term pricing. You know, it is something which we're we constantly track and we look at the long term um you know two years ago we listed uh the pricing for the long term was around twelve thousand dollars a ton now we're at the 20 plus thousand dollars a ton so that is moving in the right direction and as you said spot pricing now is plus 30 which is a very very positive place for any of our projects so we, you know, we see it as a great spot if you look at the comparison between the the first sort of lithium wave back in 2018 2019 the lows then were down to six or six thousand dollars a ton um the low now the second wave had gone down to twenty one thousand dollars a ton so that's dramatically higher than the previous low so you know we're very positive in the lithium outlook and you know we've seen delays in projects especially in the sort of dle space um and it's very clear that from us that the projects that are consistent and can scale up in times of higher prices are the spodumene projects. Uh, we've seen that in back in 2018, 2019. We've seen it recently in Australia. Um, so that's why really San Domingo is such an exciting prospect for us because it, it doesn't have any con- you know, ten- you know, technical uh, issues or any sort of, not, not issues. It has, doesn't have any complications from a processing point of view. It's very straightforward, very simple just making a volume concentrate through very well understood processing technology which have lower capital costs than dearly or, or, or clay projects so that's why San Domingo for us is our potential for the the biggest return we have for shareholders 
That's what we're very excited about. And the lithium prices to date are very supportive of that project and also of our other project. Um, I, 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 I hear your point about the, um, the long-term consensus on pricing having risen over the years. Um, there's, you know, contrast to that, there's in some ways a kind of a capital strike, you know, the equity markets, um, are separate to the kind of the industry. So the industry forecasts are continuing to rise, but the equity markets are in a, in a risk of, um, uh, downward trend. Do you, have you got any kind of sense of what that cycle is like, or kind of um, what's your your interaction with the stock market like, other than watching the share price of Bradhead Lithium on a on a daily basis? So, well, yeah. obviously we 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 take a keen interest in investors and what the markets are doing. We are in the summer; it's traditionally a a low volume period, and we see that as well in our in our stock. Um, but we've had some really good trading this August. Um, we've had some good news flow out. The open letter was was very well met with from investors, and we've got a lot of news flow coming. Recently, we've just announced the drill rig mobilization, the increasing of our claims, the basin drilling. Everything is showing still excitement in the company. Um, I think from an equity point of view, you know, we've we perceived that the bottom has been hit in the lithium equity prices and. <clears throat> From a perspective, I think it, this is a fantastic time to be investing in lithium stocks. So obviously, you know, I'm very keen for everyone to invest in Brad ahead, but I really do believe that you know, we are at a, pro, a point where you're seeing an increase in M&A. Um, it's a classic uh, sign that the market is is hit a point where you know people should be looking at it from an equity investing point of view. And the lithium market is going to have consolidation. You know, it's a point where there's a lot of projects in the U.S., around the world, um, larger suppliers will want consolidation of projects to be able to secure their supply. And that's where we see a lot of happening in the next 12 months. I think from Bradder's point of view, we have got phenomenal projects in locations which are envious from a lot of um, people. Yeah, There's a huge amount of drilling going on in Canada, which is showing very positive, but it is high cost comparison to drilling where we are in Arizona. Um, so we have a low potential discovery cost assets in in a place where it's very close to, for example, Tesla is uh, constructing its forging conversion facility in Texas. That's very close to Arizona. Um, there's one in Carolina. These these projects are being developed, and then obviously North Mexico, you've got a huge potential for battery supply hub there too. So we're in a location near infrastructure, near renewable power, um, near the end users where it's easy and low cost to drill out these projects and develop. You know, LG Chem have got a $5.5 billion battery facility just down the road from us near Phoenix. We're near the end users. And once we demonstrate the potential for San Domingo or Basin to be a viable project, I think the valuation multiple for Brad is going to skyrocket personally. But you can't get away from the trend. And as a, <laughs> as a, as a friend of mine, um, when I, was, I used to work at HSBC, uh, he we were we were in a in a downtrend, and he said, "Merlin, um, don't try and catch a falling grand piano." You know, um, in a sense, there there has to be a catalyst. There has to be a time, for, you know, for a for a poor beleaguered equity investor who's been beaten up. Um, in a sense, you've just got to wait until the catalysts come through, and perhaps those are. Um, 
really strong drill results from from San Domingo. Maybe you know, maybe, maybe that's the point where uh, a kind of someone new to the story will say, okay, now this is potential to turn this um, share price trend and the market trend, you know, um, kick out of the trend. Well, yeah, we've got two big catalysts, as you said. San Domingo is a huge catalyst, but also the fact we've got non-dilutive cash coming in potentially when we hit our resource tons uh, in the not too distant future. So we've got two massive catalysts there, which will obviously reassure investors that we're we're not going to go out into the market, you know, to try and raise funds very shortly. We've got cash coming in. And that's a key thing, I think, for, you know, for us as a junior explorer, which is quite unusual at the moment, having that cash coming in from a non-dilutive source. Good. Well, um, good luck with it all. Thank you very much for the update. And um, perhaps... Um, It'd be good to see you again when you kind of um, uh, have ticked off those catalysts and kind of um, come in and tell me I told you so. I hope so too, man. I look forward to it.